This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 75, Countdown to 5. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So Katie, have you ever had a moment where you meet someone and you feel like their situation is exactly like yours? I feel like uh, the podcast Countdown to FI, it was like talking to ourselves. Yeah, it, it was kind of freaky in a way. So I'm very techy. He's very techy. You're very editing podcast. She's very editing podcast. Well, no, hold on. <laughs> no, that's not how it is. He had the idea. You had the idea for a podcast. She ended up having to edit everything. I end, ended up having to edit everything. <laughs> yeah, so definitely interesting. But they had a really cool story as well. And they've paid off a ton of debt and they're on the right. They're really on the right track to FI and seeing how we are so similar to them, just like how our relationship is. Right. It was really, really nice to see that the road that they're headed on. You know, something with being in the personal finance space that's really been enlightening is sort of when you immerse yourself in something, you get to learn all about its topic area, you yeah. know? So like us being in the personal finance space, like I inherently know a lot about finance from like doing all my accounting degrees and everything else. And, you know, but in terms of personal finance, it's still a very different space. And I know I've learned a ton and it sounds like they've learned a ton as well. So and I've definitely learned a ton. <laughs> You've learned a huge amount. <laughs> But yeah, like I think just as a, you know, heads up for anyone out there, if you're trying to get better at something, try and immerse yourself in the field, you know. And it doesn't have to be personal finance. No, it can be whatever it is. Anything you want to get better at, try and, you know, start a podcast, you know. (laughs) Get to talk to industry experts and you'll quickly learn a lot of insider secrets that you never know about in the industry. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, anyway, I digress. Shall we, <laughs> di- shall we dive right into our interview? Yes. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Hey, Chainers. Welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today, we have Countdown to FI with us. Countdown to FI is a personal finance blog and podcast run by a dynamic duo couple. They are anonymous bloggers that talk about their life out in the West, raising a family, getting out of debt, and achieving financial independence. Welcome, hey guys. guys. 
Whoa, thank you. Yeah, hey, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, of course. So you're uh, kind of a new blog. Uh, where did the idea of your blog and podcast come from? That's Mr. CTF's. Um, <laughs> so, so while I was delivering pizzas as my side hustle for, I did that for a year and a half, and I listened to a lot of podcasts during that time, like specifically financial independence podcasts. And after the, after listening for so long, you know, for some of your folks probably listen to quite a number of different podcasts, you start getting ideas of your own, like, oh, I could talk about this. I could talk about this. I, you know, there's angles of, of topics that you want to tackle that you don't really hear being talked about a ton and different ways to do it. So I kind of thought, I kind of thought, well, I think it would be fun to tell our story through um, audio format mostly. And we do do a little bit of blogging. Um, but we don't publish, well, obviously, as many articles as we do podcast episodes. So we mostly have been focused on the audio side of things since we started. But we've um, we started right at the beginning of 2018, so we're about six months in. Fantastic, and also obviously doing the whole audio thing, it's a lot more conversational. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. we try to anyway. <laughs> so, Miss. Mrs. CTF, I know when we started our podcast, Dennis kind of came home and he was like casually over dinner. He was like, oh, and by the way, I think we should start a podcast. And I was just like starving and like not really listening to what he was talking about. And then later it hit me and I was like, what do you want to do? Like, how did he approach it to you? Were you like totally on board? Like, yeah, let's do it. Or... I was not on board. <laughs> He's like, let's start a podcast. And I'm like, that sounds like a terrible idea. Um, and then he's persistent. So then like, or like the next like few weeks, he's like, we're going to start a podcast. And I'm like, no, like no one will listen. Like, I don't see why would, why would we do a podcast? I don't listen to podcasts much myself, but, um, and then one day he's like, oh, by the way, I bought the microphone. So we're starting next week. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> This but is like we, the exact same story you're as You're actually us. quite lucky because Dennis had bought the, the the one microphone. He was like, well, I hate to tell you, but the microphones come tomorrow. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've gotten on board with it now as we get along, as we go farther along. And yeah, yeah it's good now. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I took a little bit of time to come around. And naturally, you are doing all the editing for your podcast, too, right? Yes, I am. It's funny how that works out, isn't it? Like it's, <laughs> it is. It's their idea, and yet we're doing all the work. <laughs> like, how yeah. does that happen? I, I used to use the phrase all the time, your podcast. I'm like, here I am editing your podcast. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but I, that phrase doesn't come out too much anymore. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely becomes a teamwork thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you decided to ride your bicycle to work and at first you were struggling a bit are you still riding and has it gotten any easier yeah so as far as the biking thing goes it's it's kind of become my religion now um i went down the rabbit hole on that and actually we just went down to one car as a household um yesterday so and and the big reason for that is because i'm riding my bike um at the minimum four days a week and in quite a number of weeks i've been doing all five work days um, oh, wow. But we live in a, we live in a place that gets a pretty decent winter from, you know, December through March ish. April. April. <laughs> and so um, I started in January initially biking when we were seeing temperatures of about 15 to 20 degrees in the morning time. And so oh. I got that was a, more of a struggle then because there was there was ice, snow and really cold temperatures. So 
you know, since April, it's actually not been really bad at all. Although there's more bugs out, there's more people out in general. Right. But um, it actually has gotten a lot easier um, over the months. And actually, I think I, I think I wrote about this on either Twitter or the blog, but I actually feel way better um, when I bike to work than I ever did ever do in a car. So if I have to take the car to work, I actually don't don't really get rolling until like 11 a.m. usually like feeling pretty good. So I think it's been a huge benefit. Um, and I really wish more people would do it. Although I do understand the limitations depending on where you live it, where, where you live specifically. But um, I think a lot more people could do it than, than are doing it. Let's say that. Yeah. When I read about that, you're biking to work. It kind of reminded me, actually, your entire blog reminded me of me and Dennis. Because we've also been talking about Dennis uh, skipping the metro and buying a bike and riding to work. So I wanted to kind of see how that was going for you. So yeah, it's going. To... Yeah, it's going great. I I, I, uh, I really love it. It's fun, and I'm I'm saving up for a little nicer bike now because um, my first one was from a big box store, and so I've gotten I've kind of got to be an elitist about it. Although <laughs> I'm not wearing the bicycle, I'm not wearing the Lance Armstrong outfit yet. So <laughs> you have um, something to strive for. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Baby it's steps hard, at first. <laughs> it's kind of hard to wear the, the tight stuff when you have dad bod going on, you know? So I'm trying to get there, but we'll see. Well, if you keep biking to work, you won't have a dad bod I, for long. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> how far is the cycle? Uh, it's eight miles each way. So it's about a yeah 16 miles round trip. That's still a good distance to be cycling every morning. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's, uh, I, I, some people think I'm nuts when I tell them, like they just don't understand it all. And they, I think it makes them uncomfortable, honestly, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good little distance though. Well, and I think in certain areas, it's a little bit more less common. When I lived in Florida, I didn't know any, anybody who didn't drive to work. And here I feel like we've talked to quite a few people who ride bikes. Yeah, it's much more like private or not private, much more public transportation and walking and everything here. Whereas where I came from, it was like, if you don't have a car, you know, what, what is yeah. wrong with you? And like that you, was, that was Florida, you said? Yeah. Yeah. So there's really no excuse then, right? Cause it's 75 every day or? Um, no, it's like. It's a, more like a hundred. Well, <laughs> maybe that's why you don't want a cycle. It's 75 and like nice out, but it's like 150% humidity. Okay. Like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you can't even breathe. And like, I would have liked to ride my bike to work, but I worked like. 40 minutes away by car like with in florida it's hard at least where i lived because everything was so far like you have to drive to everything mm-hmm. we're similar where we are honestly yeah, yeah. so, so. If, if you're lucky and you can live by where you work i would definitely have done that yeah yeah that's what we had to do really at the end of the day is is, is move locations so mm-hmm. works better now for sure so I know we talked about it a little bit before, but going back to your podcast, what kind of like, has it taught you anything about life or anything like a new skill or anything when it comes to starting your podcast? Because like, it's kind of tough to just start like it, the learning curve. I felt like for us at least was pretty, pretty steep. What did you guys think? Yeah. Um, when we started, we had no idea what we were doing. So that was a very, very steep learning curve of figuring out how to edit, figuring out what the heck was wrong when, you know, it wasn't pulling the audio from the microphone or Skype wasn't working or, and then also with the blog, I've never uh, blogged or built a website before. So 
it was a very, very steep learning curve. But I mean, there's tons and tons of stuff out there. There's tons of stuff on Google. Right. Anytime I have an issue, I just go to Google University and I get pretty much can figure out somebody has had this issue somewhere. So <laughs> and, and then yeah, and then I've actually at my job, I become responsible for a website. I don't know. I probably because I'm the only millennial that was in the room when when they had this idea for a website. So it actually ended up helping me in my other job because now they think I'm like, I don't know, some some techie millennial now because <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I know what's wrong with this. I know why this isn't working. Let me let me just go in here and fix that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well and I know when we first started our podcast and blog, like right when you hit publish, like I thought like at thousand people were going to be reading my posts and we were going to have like all these downloads and everything and then like reality hit and like it was not like that at all it's just zero and you hit refresh and it's not one and you're like okay i'm the the only person and then it's like then you call your mom like will you at least listen and she's like oh honey i'm busy i'll do it later (laughs) well we have a funny story about that because we're, we're on the same boat i mean i had nightmares about the podcast for the first week and well like dreams and nightmares so i was like I had dreams where I'd log into Libsyn and it would say like 10,000 downloads. I'm like, oh my God, I knew it. And then I wake, <laughs> up, I wake up and log in and it was like 10, you know, and I was like, oh, well, we'll get there eventually. But um, our one of our friends knows about the podcast and he downloads it and he keeps telling us, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to download it on a bunch of different usernames to boost your numbers. And we're like, don't please. And we barely feel good about what we've got. We don't need fake numbers in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I had like the opposite though, because Mr. CTF was going on about, you know, I, I had this goal of, I don't remember what it was, of this many downloads. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be happy if we have like 112 downloads. If you have 112 downloads by the end of the year, I'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, what? It's not worth it with that. I was like, hey, that means two people were listening. Well, like, my, my, goal, <laughs> my, goal, my goal was 25,000 downloads oh, in a right. year. And the only reason I set that goal, because I obviously had no idea but I'd seen so many people on Twitter that were podcasting and like after four months, they're like half a million downloads celebrate. So I was like, surely we could get 25,000, but I don't know. It's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, <laughs> It's definitely a struggle. The, the, the promotion side is the interesting side. How do you get people to listen to your show and find it? And basically we go around and just tell people like I chirp chain of wealth all the time, even at my side job. Like I hear people like, oh, yeah, I love podcasts. I'm like, really? Because I have a personal personal finance podcast you can listen to. (laughs) I'm shameless. It's actually to a point where it's a little bit embarrassing. (laughs) Like I was in Florida the other day and I told somebody and my mom was kind of like, Oh God! It's like the third person you've said today. <laughs> <laughs> you have a business card you just hand out at the, at the Burger King. <laughs> I should. We've actually thought about like taking like making shirts and just like handing them out to strangers on the street. <laughs> yeah, whatever you got to do, right? Yeah, yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been fun though. I think one thing I was going to say about that is I think it teaches you. I, everything in life teaches this. If you if you jump into new things, you know, regardless of what that new thing is, it teaches you a couple things. So, number one, I think the the fear you had around it becomes less and less as you go along. And number two is you have to have persistence in almost anything that's new because if you don't persist into it, you're you're eventually. And this is why you see such high failure rates, like blogs, for example. I think like in podcasts, like I think I read when I was starting the average podcast gets like six episodes in before they cancel. 
and they stop doing it. And so I can see how that could be the case when you when you put out six shows that probably takes a lot of time to lead up to that. And you start, you know, getting 10 downloads a day or less. Um, and I can see people getting super discouraged. So I think it's those two that I, that I took away, really. Definitely. And it's also about the long term play as well. You know, you have to sort of realize that when you write down 25,000 downloads as a goal, that's a goal. It's not going to be easy to reach us, you know, and you really oh. have to sort of try and work and try and grow your audience and, you know, get people to understand that you're building yourself a brand. And that doesn't happen overnight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And many goals, I think, really helped us. Yeah. We would be like, okay, well, if 25 people listen in one day, we'll celebrate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just kind of slowly built it up from there. So, yeah. go ahead. What you don't, what you don't want to see is 25 one day, 20 the next, 18, 10, 5, 0. Oh, no, you will have those <laughs> That would be the bad too. one, right? So yeah. We've had those days. We've had like, zero days. Where it's yeah. like, well, we had like 100 people listen to today. And then like the next day, it's like seven. Like, wait a minute, yeah. what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a buzzkill. It, it is a buzzkill. <laughs> like you think you're on your way up and then you just plummet right back down. Yeah, yep. uh, it's always fun looking at those charts, and you're like, "Geez, I wonder what day I reach, I uh, send out the podcast." You have these giant spikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. So, well, speaking of goals, like, what are some goals? Because I know you guys are also um, striving to reach financial independence, and you have your blog and your podcast. You guys have like a lot going on. What are some of the goals that you do have? Um, I think most of our goals right now are all focused on it's, I mean, mostly it's savings rate, um, in, in budgeting and investing and just hitting that every month. Uh, don't, do, would you agree with that generally? Yeah. But yeah and we have like health goals as well. We're yeah. Really- fitness and, and weight loss. So we talk about that quite a bit on our podcast is those two dynamics is some of the more important things you should focus on setting goals for. So, we do set goals every month on, on our calendar for um, mostly hitting budget, investing, net worth goals, and then the, 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 the wellness side of things um, related to weight, waist circumference, and then some fitness objectives. Yeah. Um, we don't set a ton of goals for blog and podcast right now. Um, and, and the most, I think the biggest reason for that is our biggest driver for doing podcast and and blog right now is simply to just um make connections and friends yeah and because we don't really know many people in our in our day-to-day lives that are interested in what we talk about on the podcast um and so if we can bring guests on and i'm sure you guys know this is you can have conversations that's just fun yeah and so we have fun doing it mostly um but it is fun It, it is also cool to see over time, you know, slowly the, the audience is growing and we're seeing that, that growth month to month. There's no doubt. Um, and I think a lot of that just comes from the fact that we're having a good time while we do, where we're doing it and we're pretty honest with what we talk about mostly. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. And it also helps like being able to chat to almost anyone you want to. I mean, we have had quite a high success rate in terms of just pitching people. Like a lot of people want to be on the show. And the fact that you can talk to these, almost like these celebrities, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or people that they know it's what really cool about. that, you know, like you'd be able to connect with these other people that are doing such a great job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the good news for you guys is we're signing a sheet of paper and sending it to you in the mail since we're basically celebrities. 
you know, so we you can will think us later. We will treasure that forever. And <laughs> when you are like, it's gonna this, go on my wall. Like super <laughs> celebrity and everything. We'll probably sell it. Make sure you date it, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Mrs. CTF, I also saw that you have like um, like a monthly grocery budget update. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about that? Because I'm trying to budget our groceries a little bit better. And I want to know what you're doing. Because I think I saw for like... Was it your family of four? Yes. You you are somehow feeding everybody for like a fraction of what we're, me and Dennis yeah, are eating. Yeah, so we, we, since we've been really focusing on uh, weight training, we've kind of bumped that up a little bit. Uh, we do $300 a month now. Um, and usually when I tell people that, they look at me like I'm crazy and they say things like that's not possible. Um, and I think it's just something that's just happened over the years. Like as we go along, I don't know, we just learned how to, I guess how to do things. We cook almost everything at home. Mm-hmm. We don't buy anything packaged really. And that's just more or less a to save money and B because Mr. CTF is really picky. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I just decided like, well, I'll just put a monthly update out there of like, this is what our goal was. And this is what we ate with that. Like, it's like real food. Like it's not crappy. I don't, we don't have beans and rice every meal. We do eat beans and rice a lot <laughs> not necessarily together, but that's just because beans are like a fiber and protein powerhouse. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the, the thoughts behind that is just like kind of showing like here and like, this is, I show like the receipts and, and I kind of try to give somewhat of an explanation as to why I buy things like, Oh, this was on sale. And Oh, I, you know, I deviate from the plan quite a bit because I find something shiny or beautiful or cheap at the store mm-hmm. and grab that. So that's kind of, I guess my thinking on behind that, but, but yeah, about two fifty to 300. We That's, feed the four of us uh, oh, about three meals a day. That's impressive. And ironically, so I, when I lived at home with my mom, me and my mom would eat this like delicious bean. I don't know. It was like a bunch of beans and vegetables and everything. And somehow my mom made it so well. And I came home and I, we've been trying to eat a little bit better. And I was like, you know, I'm going to make that bean thing that my mom made. And We've been eating beans for like four days. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty beaned out right now. <laughs> and so you're like, we don't just eat like beans and rice. And I'm over here like, well, that's all we've been eating. <laughs> See, if I make a recipe, like some of these recipes I make, I mean, they make like 10 to 12 servings. And then like Mr. CTF, like he's usually good for like dinner and maybe like one or two lunches of the same leftovers. And he's like, all right, now we, we've got to like switch it up. Yeah. So so yeah. the, the freezer is my friend. So we have lots of <laughs> which is of it's kind of things. it's kind of weird psychologically though because I literally eaten the same breakfast for like two years go in a row, and so like I ask myself why can I eat the same breakfast two years in a row and I crave it, but for lunch and dinner it's not that way. I'm exactly the just, same. You guys are exactly is. the same. Dennis eats the same breakfast every single day, and, and I'm happy. I'm totally happy. Yeah. In fact, I look forward to it. Two <laughs> eggs. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I dream about it before bed. Oh, I can't wait for that breakfast. But it's not the same with lunch or dinner. If I, I I don't know if that's just I'm so used to the routine, and if I force myself into it, I could do the same. And boy, would life would be so much easier if you ate the same three meals every day. But I don't know. It's just weird. We like variety. I like variety. I like yeah making variety too. But it's always great though, Mr. CTF. I ETF and I we don't have 
quite the same tastes for food. So when he goes out of town, it's like heaven for me. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, all right. We're going to have chickpeas and rice and we're going to have sloppy joes Joes, and we're going to have... And all the things that he absolutely hates. So he hates he hates spaghetti. Like I don't know how you could hate what? spaghetti. How do you hate spaghetti? I I don't know. <laughs> well, I grew up on it. Yeah, he grew up uh, eating it a lot. But I, yeah, I just I guess if it had meatballs in it, it would be a little bit better. I make it with meatballs. You well, still you, do? you still don't like it. Well, that's not, all right. Let's not make that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you have opposed the new plan. What exactly is that about? Well, there's a new new plan now. Oh, no, it's still the same plan. Oh, it is? So it's not we the changed, new we... plan. It's so the it's the new, updated new, new plan. plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I think we've reached, like, goals, like, one through three on the new plan. Yeah. Um, so we had a plan to save $100,000 this year. Go you. Um, and we were, we, Mr. CTF decided that he was going to go crazy with the two student loans that we had left. Uh, we decided not to pay those off um, a while ago because they were such low interest rates. But he decided that he couldn't handle it anymore, and so he bullied me. And well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe he convincingly bullied, told you. We convincingly told. We had a whole podcast episode where we argued back and forth, but <laughs> um, and he ended up winning. So we ended up deciding to pay off the debt. So we've been powerhousing through that. Um, we got all of his student loans paid off now, so they're all gone. You lucky um, duck. Yeah, it was last month actually for me. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. My last one was supposed to get paid off this month, like this week or next week. Um, but we had a leaf for sale, our Nissan leaf, and it sold a lot faster than we were expecting. So we had to hurry quickly and take the money that we were gonna put towards the student loan and put it towards the uh the leaf payment, the leaf loan so it could mm. get sold. So that was gold. Uh, that was also one of the goals was to sell the leaf um, and then basically just get rid of all debt. So my student loan. Well, all the debt except for the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. So my debt. So my student loan will get paid off either the end of July or the first of August, and then we will be 100 percent debt free. And then then we go back to uh, saving most of our paychecks. That's, That's super exciting. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, I think it's the first time in our marriage that we have been debt free minus a mortgage. That's yeah, so and the fir- in the first time in our marriage, we haven't had a car payment, honestly, as well. So, yeah, and that's been we've been married for twelve years now. Twelve years. So, having a car payment for every every one of those twelve years, except for um, at this moment, as of uh, today, actually, is the first hit, the first <laughs> time. So, well, we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. cool, massive congratulations! Yeah, and, and with mortgages as well, that isn't really bad debt as i like to call no. it you know because ultimately it's financing an asset that's not gonna deteriorate so Hopefully. i don't really see that as big debt so congratulations i'm so jealous yeah. about your student loan yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounds like you're fairly close too i think didn't i read that you have like 26k left or 25 oh. i have 25 left and after this month 25. i'll have it probably about 24 i mean it's nice. like this is the last couple of thousand, man. They really, it drags. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I just can't, like, I haven't had the, the months where I'm making, like, two or $3,000 payments lately. Um, just because I'm starting up, I feel like I naturally do everything the hard way. So I decided to pay off all this debt. So naturally, I decided to quit my job because that's 
you know, super logical. (laughs) (laughs) And I quit my job, like having a steady job where I've always had like a steady paycheck. Like I was a teacher and then I, you know, did a few things like here and there when I moved up to Virginia. And then I kind of decided I'm going to take this freelance thing and I'm going to take it and run with it. And I'm going to do it full time. And this is my new job. And the hustle is like, I'm still kind of learning about it. So Mm -hmm. you have some really great weeks and then you have some other weeks where you really learn what a hustle is. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's definitely a learning experience though. I mean, and also I think the first time you're doing something is obviously the hardest, you know, and it just gets easier from there. Once you sort of, you know, go around the, the, the um, road a couple of times in the corners and you hit a couple speed bumps, but eventually you learn exactly how you should do something. So it definitely is a learning experience. And, you know, I think that, like, all things considered, Katie's done quite a good job. Thanks. It sounds like you guys are killing it, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, I'm, like, ready to move to Thailand right now. I'm like, we have enough save. Let's just sell the house and get the hell out of here. Yeah. But it's probably not the best idea, but it would be an adventure. And that's what I really crave day to day is adventure. And I'm not getting adventure at all. And it starts to wear on you, you know, just Mm -hmm. doing the same thing. And so I don't know, I don't know how long we're going to be doing what we're doing now, but I feel like when our debt's paid off, we can really start throwing a ton of money into the stock market. And it doesn't make sense to pull the plug on that too soon. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what it looks like for us. We keep telling ourselves five years. It might be a revolving five years, but for right now, <laughs> it's five years because yeah. um, we think that we'll have enough saved in five years that we can we can basically move anywhere. Right? That's good Either. though; like it's a five-year plan. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. the adventure is exciting. I actually was just talking to a girl on the airplane that I was sitting next to on my way home from Florida the other day, and she was like, "Where do you live?" and everything, and she was in this transition of living in Florida and she got this job offer in California and she wasn't sure what she was going to do with it. And I told her like, well, I moved from Florida to DC like exactly a year ago and it was the best thing I've ever done. Like you definitely need to take this opportunity and run with it. And so now like, I just want to tell you like, yes, definitely like move to Thailand or, (laughs) or somewhere. Yeah. And I think my thoughts are, it's like, if it doesn't work out, like we can always move back to where we live right now. Like we don't have to sell our house or whatever. We can, you know, rent it out for a year or have family crash in it or whatnot. Exactly. I'm like, I'm just like, you know, let's just go and and try it out. Mm -hmm. Although I I don't know about Thailand for the first time. I told, I told Mr. CTF, that's like a long plane ride. Like maybe we can try like Mexico first (laughs) and go live a year in Mexico. And then like family can still fly down and see us. And they they might see us. I don't know. Our family fear mongers about Mexico a lot. Well, Mm -hmm. not only Thailand, like that's a completely different culture. That would be an extreme, Uh but like, or even Canada. Yeah. I mean, brutally cold, but relatively Similar and different. Yeah. We're, we're, the thing is, we want really low cost, too. In Canada, mm. I don't know. From my understanding, Canada might be a hard sell there right now. Mm. Well, at least yeah. in a lot of the bigger cities in Canada. Yeah. Well, I, well, yeah. So my biggest thing is I want to find some place that's warm year-round. I don't like winter. Um, I like the idea of maybe, like, coming back for, like, a month and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I got my I got my fill of snow. Let, let's go back to, <laughs> to the warmth. Come back for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I think that's what we talked about. Yeah, we can come back for like, you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas and then leave again. Uh 
But yeah, so I want to find some place that I that I like and it's warm. But Mr. CTF, he doesn't like to get too warm. So we have like this very narrow <laughs> temperature range <laughs> where we're both happy. Yeah. Well, definitely let us go know what you guys decide. Yeah. And yeah. five years, you have plenty of time to figure it out. Yep. So that's why we do a lot of our travel hacking. We go around and we and a lot of places that we go, we're, we're checking it out. Yeah, we could live here. This wouldn't be too bad. So <laughs> We're going to Portugal in October, and that's oh, part of the reason for that because that's that's on our list of places of possible moving to. So awesome! Wow. Yeah, take lots of pictures and post them. I am terrible at taking pictures. I just, we'll, I just we'll, record a, we'll record a podcast that's like twenty four hours long and post it. <laughs> <laughs> just so- just don't, don't forget to do a lot of editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, no hard pitch today, but rather something that you should definitely check out. Katie's recently completed a post on why you should track your spending. It's actually really interesting and enlightening. So if you're considering, you know, like, learning how to budget and stuff like that. This is definitely a post you want to check out. You can check it out at chainofwealth.com slash spending. And let us know what you think of it. We appreciate all feedback. Okay, guys. So why do you think that people struggle to achieve their dreams? Ooh, we're going to get into this one. Uh-oh. It's a heavy this one. Con- this is where the controversy comes in. <laughs> Um, why do they struggle? So I think, I think people generally get comfortable, um, at their new level of life, wherever that might be. And I think it's hard to give up that level of comfort. And so I think a lot of people get into the situation where they need a certain amount of income to, to, to reach that level of comfort. And once they're there, it's hard to give that up for something else. So if your dream is to do X thing, and you're not currently doing that, it's hard to be able to leave whatever you're doing to do that. And so I think that's a huge probably barrier for a lot of people to do that. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably a big thing. Um, and my mind's gone blank. So it was something near that something near that same vein is I just think that I think I don't know if I, it might sound mean to say like I think they lack ambition, but I think that people fizzle out like they don't keep a their eye on like the long term yeah Um, and and i think a lot of times they don't want to do the work that's necessary for it to become a reality because for a couple examples like if you want to have a six-pack the amount of work and dedication it takes to get there is intense and so most people you know that could be a year-long process or more depending on where you're starting from people get discouraged pretty quickly along that journey and say oh it's not worth it i'm fine how i am and same, you know, starting a podcast, people are like, I want to be a podcast. I want to be a podcaster. And they get into it and they realize it could take years and years to build an audience that would actually support a lifestyle off of it. And they just say, um, maybe it's not worth it in the end, you know? So I think a lot of times it's just giving up prematurely because they, they realize the amount of work that goes into it is intense. Definitely makes sense. So do you have any other books or podcasts you could recommend for our listeners? You can punt your own podcast. <laughs> the um, countdown to five one is great it's, I, it's about the only one i listen to when i edit it um, this is the only one you listen to i know i don't i don't i don't listen to podcasts and i run a podcast it's not that like i don't like like to hear i like i love talking to people and i love hearing their ideas but 
like the time that I have to listen to a podcast, I usually just want to like decompress. Well, and the, so it's you want to listen music. to Hamilton. It's Hamilton. It's rap music. It's it's so something you need to, to dedicate yourself to, to podcasts. There we go. Don't um, don't feel bad because for a long time I didn't listen to podcasts either, and I hate to admit I don't listen to any other financial podcasts. Like they're I, all just like fun ridiculous yeah. podcast so the only podcast i have ever listened to it was serial and i heard that there's a second season maybe i don't um, know but I, um, I only got to season one of serial <laughs> well i'll jump in then so i listened to a ton of podcasts and probably too many for my own mental health but um whenever i bike to work in the morning i listen to podcasts i, I when i walk at lunch i listen to podcasts and so most of them my nature is once I'm interested in a topic, I download all the podcasts about that one topic and like laser focus and learning everything I can about it. And so when I started out initially learning about finances, um, I started with Dave Ramsey's podcast and uh, quickly became sort of bored by that one because he hit the same thing over and over again. And it wasn't really high level enough in a lot of regards. So I kind of graduated to, um, my, the Mad Scientist podcast, uh, Radical Personal Finance was another one. Afford Anything um, was a big one. And then also Choose FI. I listened to all those quite a bit. And the guests they had on, I mean, you know, every time you hear a new guest say something that really you think, oh, I could maybe, maybe I could do something with that in my own life. And I mean, before you know it, you can get yourself a bachelor's degree just listening to, to, to podcasts on a topic. And, you know, obviously it's not the actual degree, but the level of knowledge you have is, is similar. So I'm a big fan of podcasts um, specifically. Great. Uh, do you have any book? Do you have any book recommendations, uh, Miss CTF? I don't know. Well, I don't, they're not personal finance either. But so I've been going to the thing that I've been trying to read all the biographies of all the presidents, which I would highly recommend because there's all sorts of fun little facts and things that I think <laughs> that people don't realize about American history and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can relate. I haven't read any of their biographies, but when we go to the museums and there's like presidential facts, like I don't remember any of them, but they are fun to read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Totally. So, so do you guys have a favorite quote? We don't have any favorite quotes. How bad is that? <laughs> I sound like I sound like dullards. I know. I was like, do I have any quotes anywhere? Like, I don't even. I don't have quotes hung up anywhere. I don't know. I'll tell you my favorite word, though. Is that a good substitute? Sure. Um, I say resiliency and persistence. Two words. Okay. Yep, those are powerful words. They are powerful. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Quote. Just throw a quote out there, Mister. Do you have of anything a quote right now? I, I, well, I, you know, I do have one on the wall over here. Oh, just <laughs> just do it. Just do it, Mikey. <laughs> Good <he enough>. comes. <laughs> yeah. There probably are a lot of good ones in my head that are bouncing around. I just can't think of any right now. But well, we're totally catching you out of the blue here with this one. No so worries. It's okay. <laughs> Guys, we've absolutely loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. I would say try not to do what everyone else is doing because most of the things everyone else is doing is why everyone's broke and fat. And I would say don't not do something. That's a double negative. <laughs> but don't, don't not do something because you're afraid of doing it. Because I think a lot of times you'll find out once you do it that it's not nearly as scary as you thought it was going to be. Unless it's snake charming. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe snake charming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
such yeah but you know i i think a lot of times in our life we've been told oh a lot of fear-mongering um most recent one was like when we went to mexico and it was a blast and yeah yeah don't let don't let fear hold you back awesome Chainers, we've been hanging out with Mr. and Mrs. CTF. You can check out their website at countdowntofi.com and definitely check out their podcast as well. It's one of my personal favorites. Chainers, we're absolutely pumped we got to hang out with you today. And we would love if you could give us a little bit of feedback. If you're enjoying the show or if you're hating it for that matter, leave us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate all feedback and it helps the podcast grow more than you could possibly know. We'll catch you on the flip side. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.